It is 18 minutes before the hour here on the Drive to Large Radio Show, and we've extended the Fisher Cats season here on the Drive to Large Radio Show by coming up with interesting stuff to talk about. And today, Tyler Murray of the New Hampshire Fisher Cats joins us to chat about something called player development contracts. The uh, Fisher Cats contract with the Toronto Blue Jays is up for renewal. Now, for those of you who are like me and thought, oh, well, they're just sort of like, uh, you know, a subsidiary of the Blue Jays and uh, nay, nay, no, no, this this team is sort of like it's not really a team, but it's an organization that I guess that develops teams. Anyway, we're supposed to learn all about that this morning brought to us by I got to bring to you. You're brought to us by someone this morning. Oh, wonderful. Did you know that? I didn't. Paul Martineau. He's uh, running for Alderman and Manchester Ward 2. Currently, he's in his 16th year as Manchester's elected welfare commission. And in that time, he's actually reduced the amount of the annual budget by half a million dollars, eliminated a couple of positions that saved hundreds of thousands in salary and benefits over the years. His staff, under his leadership, has returned over $2.5 million unspent tax dollars to the city treasury. He says as Alderman and Ward 2, he will continue, Paul Martineau will, to work for efficiencies in our government as well as work on the opioid crisis, neighborhood safety, education, property taxes, infrastructure, and economic development. Call Paul and find out how he's done it and how he says he'll do it at 493-1652. That's 493-1652. Or send him an email at pmartineau 65 at yahoo.com that's paul martineau for alderman in ward two joining us now is the voice of the new hampshire fisher cats tyler murray good morning tyler good morning rich thanks for extending our uh, segment one more week i can't believe we're already to the end but uh, it's been a lot of fun this year this is the end my <laughs> only friend the end you got more friends than me but i, I like the doors reference <laughs> so anyway uh well maybe on facebook but who knows in reality <laughs> <laughs> so um tyler i so i guess the fisher cats have a contract with the toronto blue jays to develop uh baseball players how does how does this work because i mean i really thought that you were kind of like part of the franchise the the toronto blue jays franchise well we very much are it's a, it's a great relationship that we have with the blue jays um and we're heading into our 15th season in manchester so it's very exciting yeah, yeah. and all of those seasons have been as a toronto blue jays affiliate and we fully expect that to continue for the foreseeable future but what happens every two or four years is almost like election years almost right you have you to uh uh, get your player development contract extended with what's called your parent club. That's the major league team that has all the different affiliates. And, uh, of course, we're fully expecting the, the Blue Jays to continue, and we would love to continue the uh, contract and relationship with them. But, yeah, it's interesting uh, because there have been changes in uh, not in New Hampshire. We've been with the same team, fortunately, in our first 14 years. But uh, affiliate changes happen all the time. I don't think it'll happen with us, but it's it's fun to think about how different teams can think about, okay, well, maybe we'll be better to have our team in Connecticut or maybe better right. to have our team out in West Coast, things like that. So now, uh, who brings what to the table in this? What does the Fisher Cats organization provide? And uh, what does the... 
uh, Blue Jays organization provide? Well, what the Blue Jays look at is, um, you know, how expensive is it for our players and coaches to live in, in the city of Manchester? You know, what kind of accommodations do they get? Oh, hey, we're so cheap that refugee organizations send us <laughs> twice as many refugees as they do the city of Boston, so we can't be killing them there. See, there you go, I guess. There you go. And uh, then you look at uh, other resources, really, what, what do players have at their disposal uh, with what the community brings, and Manchester is just fantastic for that. It's a city. I mean, there are very few things that uh, you can't find in our, in our wonderful city of Manchester. And then further, it goes into what the team itself can provide, what the Fisher cast can provide, and that's uh, facilities, uh, what kind of weight room do they have, how much space is there in the clubhouse, um, what kind of uh, amenities do they provide uh, as a team. And that goes anywhere from a team hotel to, like I said, uh, the workout equipment. Oh, really? Yes. So you, you, you kind of uh, are the shell in which they – uh, I don't know, bring their nuts, right? Shells and nuts. Right. So you guys provide the facilities and they provide the players. Correct, yeah. And um, everything- and, and, and in addition to the op- facilities, though, I would think that sort of the, uh, you know, your front office operation and its community connections and the visibility it brings the team and the parent team and all of that fun stuff – through all like the baseball dinner and things like that i right. is that part of the equation too i guess a little bit um but again like we talked about i think the very first time i came on with you last year the the one priority that these major league teams has is we want our guys to play get better move up and then come help the major league club so uh developing players is of course their main goal but uh, I, I know the Blue Jays take a lot of pride in having the Fisher Cats as their AA affiliate because of all the community events that they do. I'll, okay. give, I'll give you an example. The Dayton Dragons in Ohio, the, the single-A team for the Cincinnati Reds, and they've got a sellout streak of almost, I think it's five years now, they've been selling out every single game in Dayton, Ohio. Wow. Some people tell you it's because there's not much to do in Dayton. Uh, <laughs> I, I've heard that the the Reds take so much pride in their single-A team selling out when they have a rough night, maybe a Monday, maybe it's cold, maybe it's raining, they'll help. They'll, they'll pick up some ticket sales. They'll just snatch up some tickets to help that sellout streak continue. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yes. So major league teams, they take a lot of pride. That's one example, I think, we're another, of their minor league affiliates. They help them out however they can. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, it's not that the Dayton Stadium has only got 350 seats or something like that? You know? <laughs> That's not a bad point. It could, it could, I've never been. It could be very small. <laughs> could be tidy. Yeah. I mean, how hard is it to sell out Fenway, for crying out loud? It's got 35,000 seats. Exactly. They, they had a long streak going for a while, too. Yeah, yeah they did. All right. So now... Um, what what does the team have any obligation uh, that like the the uh Toronto yeah does the major league team have any obligation uh uh to the minor league affiliate in other words i mean you guys have got to provide the facilities they have to provide the players mm-hmm. i get that but what else does the major league team have to provide you i mean is there any sort of uh institutional support are you on your own for the operations i mean what does the fisher cats uh, get out of it i guess i mean i know you get the players and i know right. I, I i guess maybe you understand maybe you can yeah, divine yeah. what i'm asking you yeah so i mean we get a lot from the blue jays we, we love being with them i mean we have the ability to sell their merchandise in our team store mm-hmm. um we of course have their players and obviously the financial support's huge um, when it comes, yeah, what do they do? They pay you a, a certain fee in order. Well, that's part of the contract. The the player development contract we talk about it a lot, and at the base of it, it's 
we're your affiliate, you know, we're your double A team, but uh, the contract comes in with uh, expenditures, uh, players okay. staying in team hotels, getting paid meal money uh, per diem, yeah. as as it were, when you're on the road. So um, the Blue Jays help out with that a lot. I mean, we uh, we okay, so they have to underwrite the player expenses, but what about say yes. the stadium expense? I mean, you guys owe the city of Manchester a fair chunk of change. You lease the stadium. Mm-hmm. From the city, which just dumped another million dollars into various renovations and repairs there. So um, aside from uh, uh, underwriting the player expenses, uh, who plays the who pays the players? Is it Toronto or is it Toronto does? Okay, so Toronto's handling all of the uh, player expenses, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, their hotels, their meals, their salaries, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, but. Is there sort of what do I want to ask? Is there sort of like a management contract? I mean, how do the Fisher Cats pay their rent to the city? Is it just based all on concession sales, or does the major league team, um, you know, provide some sort of uh, facility rental because they're using your ballpark? Right. You know what I mean? Now, as far as I know, there isn't a ton from the Blue Jays there that's uh, paid through sponsorships that the Fisher Cats have on their own, and of okay. course, our, our wonderful owner uh, Art Solomon. Um, he's uh, been huge for that, especially with our recent stadium renovations as well. So yeah. uh, that's mostly from the Fisher Cats and kind of reinvesting into the team, into the community. Gotcha. I'm trying to figure out, and I don't know what questions to ask because I don't know what these these kinds of arrangements look like. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out the business arrangement that allows the Fisher Cats to actually have the financial wherewithal to meet their obligations. So if the uh, major league team typically isn't picking up any sort of paying rent, let's say, for the facility, mm-hmm. you have facility expenses. They're they're handling all the player expenses. How do you guys make your money? Is it is it the concession sales? Is it the, the rental of the box uh, suites, the sales of the tickets? Is, is that, quote unquote, all it is? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's all it is, but every minor league baseball team, yeah, the majority of your revenue is going to come from your sponsorships, your ticket sales, concessions, you say, right? Merchandise, all that stuff. I mean, that all, that all ties in. Um and what we're always committed to doing is the the most uh, popular question we get in the off season is what's new, what's coming next for 2018 or wherever year it might be. Um, so for us, it's all about reallocating the, the revenue yeah. that our fans help us build, so we can make an even better experience the next year. Yeah. Well, I know two things that are coming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know two things that are coming. I yeah. know two things that are coming. We're not having the All Star game again, are we? Uh, no. Okay. No, no, no. But you are having a major league night. Okay. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> Major and, <League. laughs> and next time you do Star Wars, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take that new that new outdoor seating area, and you're gonna yep. you're, you're gonna you're gonna dress it up <laughs> so that you have the Star Wars bar scene. Yep, yep. That's uh, at the Sam Adams Bar and Grill. You had me going for a sec. I thought you had some kind of scoop on things we were bringing <laughs> next year that I didn't know about. But yes, we're doing. Uh, we're going to do our best, I should say, to do Major League Night and get that uh, Star Wars Cantina vibe going out there. Yeah, the Star Wars Cantina vibe. All right. So uh, there has been some talk though about um, Major League ball teams uh, wanting to move their minor league affiliates mm-hmm. for whatever reason from you know maybe one community. Uh, you know, in the mid-Atlantic states to one up here or down south or, or whatnot. What are sort of some of the things that a ball club might consider in terms of where its affiliates um, are under player development contracts? Right. That's um, 
when you think about it, there's so much movement with these affiliate switches. Teams don't necessarily like their minor league affiliates. Clearly, the Blue Jays like us, and that's great to see. 14 years now going on 15. Um, that's kind of rare these days. Is it really? It, it yeah. is, yeah. Um, you see a lot of shuffling going on. I mean, even the Portland Sea Dogs, everyone thinks the Red Sox, when they come into town, they were the Florida Marlins until 2004. So that's not exactly – that's right around – It's long, 13 years. Yeah, 13 years, right around as long as us. So, and they'll be the Red Sox for a while, I'm sure. But uh, these changes do happen. Um, and you think about past minor league teams here, you used to have the Manchester Yankees. Oh, uh, yeah. There were the Dodgers in Nashua at some point. So a lot of changes do happen. But, again, I think it speaks to the consistency and uh, um, just the atmosphere here in New Hampshire with the new stadium, or you know, about 10 years old now, but mm-hmm. Northeast Delta Dental Stadium, um, how well it's been received. And uh, the players seem to love it, even though I know the record at home isn't great, Rich. We talk about this a lot. But uh, I mean, the Blue Jays seem happy with it. So what do, the, what do teams think about when they're thinking about maybe realignment? I think uh, location helps, and if you're a Blue Jays prospect, you're in advanced day down in Florida, then you go to AA New Hampshire, then AAA Buffalo, New York, and then up a little further Toronto. So I think they kind of like that pipeline they have. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, you're getting it closer and closer and closer to the the home team. Now, why might somebody want um, a a team, say, here in New Hampshire versus a team in... I don't know, South Carolina. That's a good question. I used to work down in Florida, and it got way too hot really early in the season. So by May, it's just rough. I had um, the Daytona Cubs in 2012. Theo Epstein we talked about, he was their um, owner of the Cubs, or rather the president of baseball operations, and it rained too much in Daytona Beach for him, so he wanted to move it to a more dry climate. We had our worst year of rain ever here this past year. Ten rainouts, breaking a record. Our previous record was six. Last year, one rainout all year. Minor league teams, very lucky to have that. Big league clubs would love to have one rainout all year. So New Hampshire usually, I guess, has a decent climate for that. Once you get through April and mid-May, it's beautiful weather for uh, throughout the rest of the year. Not too hot, not too cold. So uh, the weather works out. Having a, I don't want to say urban, but... Uh, metropolitan type environment with a lot of people who can come out a lot of different places to go for the players it's a pretty good fit yeah because i know one of the reasons why we lost the uh, ahl monarchs was because los angeles um wanted uh their triple a affiliate to be closer so that if they needed to call somebody up in a hurry um they could actually have them there in a timely manner as opposed to jet lag from across the country and it probably takes two days from the time you call them up for them to get there and be on the ice and blah 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 right so does that play a role in this too Um, absolutely because the blue jays used to be the las vegas 51s a playoff area 51 that was their triple a team um and they got out of las vegas as soon as they can i don't know what it's like out there (laughs) i'm sure it's fine but las vegas your triple a team to toronto canada your big league team didn't fit so they got lucky. They got to switch with the New York Mets. I don't know why the Mets would agree to leave Buffalo. That's not that close to New York City, but closer than Las Vegas. Well, yeah. So the Blue Jays, they got to go from all the way out in the West Coast to right in their backyard about two hours away, I think. So Indeed. they were very happy with that, and I can imagine that's something they were hoping to get for a long time. Yeah. Well, they're not worried about rainouts in Las Vegas. This, that's true. Having visited on a couple of occasions, uh, yeah. They got hockey there three weeks that's just wrong. All right. <laughs> Tyler Murray, as always. Hey, listen, man, it was a great season. I enjoyed uh, your appearances. 
Looking forward to the next one. April 13th, opening day 2018. Uh, Granite State Baseball Dinner, November 18th. So a lot of fun coming up. All right. Well, if you want to come back and uh, promo that or otherwise chat about the Granite State Baseball Dinner, we'll uh, we'll put that in the queue. Can't wait. Sounds good. All right. Tyler Murray of the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Appreciate you being with us. Learn more about the Cats, their operation, their player stats, scores, schedule, all that fun stuff and more. How you can get season tickets. How you can get those Toronto Blue Jays affiliate uh, uh, clothing articles, Fisher Cat stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's all at nhfishercats.com. That's nhfishercats.com. Josh, do what you can with what I left you. We'll be back with a preview of tomorrow's busy show. We're not done yet. Stay with us. All right, folks, the conversation never goes, uh, never stops here. It just goes to break. Uh, tomorrow's busy show will feature guest host Greg Mason. That's right. I'm I'm taking uh, the morning off to do something else. Sorry. Um, there are those times when you, you just got to do what you got to do, if you know what I mean. But uh, Ed Nail will be in the house. Expect him probably to have a lot to say about today's meeting of the uh, Presidential Advisory Commission on Election Integrity, plus the court developments on Senate Bill 3 and other things that are happening in voter fraud. Uh, Kelly, uh, not Kelly Ann Thomas, we just interviewed her. Laura Gilman of the Manchester Animal Shelter will be in the house uh, as well for Pet Paws. And, uh, well, Mayor Ted Gatsis has a scheduled conflict tomorrow, so God only knows what Greg Mason will fill that hour with. Be sure to keep your eyes on the calendar and be sure to tune in for the entire team here at Toronto Large Eye. I'm your ever humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow. Be good, be well, don't do anything we wouldn't do. We're proud to have in the audience. Thanks for being there. Please remember our sponsors and give them the first opportunity to earn your business and let them know you heard about it on Toronto Large. It matters. Be good, everyone.